You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. All right, we're in a brand new series today. And the series is called Journey of a Lifetime. Journey of a Lifetime. Over the next couple of weeks, leading up to Christmas services on the 19th, and we've also got a Boxing Day service here on the 26th at 11 a.m., we're in this series, A Journey of a Lifetime, talking about the various different journeys that happened along the, I guess, the nativity scene, the Advent period, the lead up to Jesus' birth, and what God was doing on the journey and on the way. I wonder for you today, have you ever had a bolt out of the blue moment? A moment that's totally caught you by surprise, a moment that you didn't really plan for or predict happening. I remember back when my mate Holmesy and I were in Northern Ireland and we thought we'd go to a conference in Birmingham, right? Of all places, Birmingham, there's a great conference there. Reinhard Bonnke, if you know who he is, he's preaching, it's gonna be awesome. So we jump on a plane, we show up in Birmingham, We've got time to kill, you know, we go to the bull ring, we get some clothes, we get some good food, some good Nando's chicken, bless the Lord. Haven't, some of you guys are hungry already, it's, service isn't over, hang in there, you know, we're hungry, we're eating, having the time of our lives. And then we jump on a train and we sit down and we're getting the train to the conference center. So we're sitting on the train and right before it departs, I look around the carriage and I notice that there's another language on the signage in the carriage. Think to myself, that's strange, but I'll think nothing of it. The train departs, me and Holmes, you know, sharing about what we're excited for, what we're looking forward to the most. And over the speaker comes this voice that says, this is an Avanti West Coast service to Aberystwyth. We're on the wrong train, heading to Aberystwyth when we should be heading to Birmingham. And suddenly, it all made sense in my mind that the language I had seen around the train was actually Welsh. It was Welsh, and we were going to Aberystwyth. I look at him, he looks at me, we play the blame game for 30 seconds about whose fault this is, and then we realize we better get off this train, otherwise we're going to a conference that doesn't exist in Aberystwyth. There was one stop halfway through Wales, I think. We got off, we got the next train back, showed up so late to the conference, but praise God, we got back to the conference. Total bolt out of the blue moment, right? Caught us so off guard. Weren't anticipating it. Weren't expecting it. Zandra and I, about this time last year, sitting down with Pastor Glenn, Pastor Soph, Pastor Mark, Pastor M, and hearing about how Pastor Mark and M were going to oversee our brand new locations and campuses in the life of church. We're sitting there going, that is amazing. Wow, that's going to be awesome. You know, celebrating the moment with them. And then Glenn goes, and we want you guys to lead Chester. And we're like, what? Are you serious? Ball out of the blue moment, right? And you've all had it too. You've gone to work. It's been a normal average day. You've gone to leave work, and the car breaks down, right? Something that you can't plan for, can't anticipate. You're just going about your normal day, and you get a phone call from a place that you once left your CV into months ago who now want to hire you. A total ball out of the blue moment. And here we pick up the story of Mary and Joseph, where they've both gotten a total out-of-the-blue moment. We'll pick up the story here. The Bible says this in Luke 1, 26. 
says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Right, they're engaged at this point, not married, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. That's one of those, yeah, awesome, this is class. An angel is with me. But then Mary has this reality, this moment. She's like, oh, Mary was greatly troubled, the Bible says, at his words. And wondered what kind of greeting this might be because the angel hasn't just showed up to give her a pat on the back, high five, tell her life's good. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called son of the most high. Can you imagine this moment right now? Mary is going about her normal, average, day-to-day life and an angel pops out of literally nowhere, right? Can you imagine the shock in that moment, bringing her a message that she's highly favored and that she's gonna give birth to a son, right? She's sitting there going, what is going on? Total out of the blue, total ball out of the blue moment. And then she's got feelings of excitement on one hand and feelings of nerves and the weight of responsibility on the other. She's in this tandem where in one moment she's excited that an angel has come to visit her. That's awesome, right? And then on the flip side, she's like, I'm pregnant? And then she's thinking, oh my gosh, the angels only appear to people in the Bible for significant times. This is awesome. How blessed am I? I'm giving birth to a son, right? This tandem of she's excited from the word of God, but then realizes the weight of responsibility on the other hand. And for us today, church, we all get excited about the thrill of a word from God, but the reality is God gives words to us because they come bearing responsibility in our world. It wasn't just a ball out of the blue for encouragement's sake, but came with a weight of responsibility to Mary. And the danger is for us today is if we get a word from God and don't carry the responsibility of it, that word will become a dormant word that will gather dust on the shelf of our calling. But if we take the word from God, we apply it, activate it, and carry it in our life, we'll become carriers of the presence of God, carriers of the power of God, carriers of the proclamation of God. See, that's the power when we get a word and we apply it in our life. We can't just let it be in one ear, out the other, get filled and inflated with excitement. We have to activate the word from God. God spoke the word to Mary, but now Mary had a responsibility to carry the word. And it wasn't just any word. Mary's word from God was the word that was coming through her, Jesus. And Hebrew says the words that we get describes it like this. Really interesting, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. The word that you have today isn't the word that Mary had 
totally different word, but the word that you carry, the Bible says, is alive and active. And when God speaks to us in our spirit, faith is then conceived, even though we don't yet see the word in our reality, faith says, I will see it through me. I will see the purposes of God come through me. That word God spoke to me, I will see it. Mary had nine months to wait. Nine months from the God word to her giving birth. What was happening in the journey? Mary was carrying the God word by faith. Well, what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse one says it like this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not yet see. Mary in the waiting had to apply faith. And you today, you probably don't see that word in reality. You're carrying a God word for your family, for your job, for your business, whatever it looks like, you're carrying a word. But the circumstances of life are challenging, complex, confusing. And sometimes we go back to God, don't we? And we go, God, but you said this. But what I see is not that. Where are you, God? I wanna encourage you today that with the word of God, there's an interim period called the waiting period. For Mary, it was nine months. And for you, until you see the word of God come to pass in your world, you have to apply faith. Because if you don't apply faith, you'll not activate the word of God. And then, like I said earlier, it gathers dust. It becomes something that you knew in your mind, but not something that changes your world. And the word from God for you today is alive, active, life-changing, giving you purpose and hope and freedom. So whatever the God word is today, carry the God word just like Mary did. Jeremiah 1 verse 12 says this, says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The Bible tells us that God is watching over his word to see it fulfilled. In other words, the fulfilling part is God's job. The carrying part is our job. Mary carried the word from God. I wonder today, will you carry the word from God for your family, for your world, and for your workplace? The second part of the journey I want us to think about really quick is Joseph's part of the journey. And Banjo, you can come up and help me land this point. It's GCSE results day for me, right? I'm in two minds. I'm so excited, expectant, ready to catapult into the next season of my life. And if I've got good grades, I'll go to the grammar school. That for me was the holy land, right? If I can just get to the grammar school and then I'll get to uni and that, you know, had it all mapped out. And I remember my plan was on the day is that I'd run into the room, I'd get the envelope and then I would run back as fast as I could into the bathrooms to open up and see what my results were. Because if I haven't done well and I'm going to cry, at least I'm crying in the bathroom and my mates can't see me, right? That was my thought process. And as I got to the teachers, you're ready to, to hear what my results were, open up the envelope, steal it and run away. I remember Mr. McClure, the PE teacher, just as I had grabbed the envelope from his hand, said, Lee, you got a great result in PE. That's what he taught in PE. You got an A in PE. And I'm like, whoa, that's awesome, but I haven't even checked my results yet. And I take the envelope, I turn around 180, planning to head on out the room. And Mrs. Mackay, the business studies teacher, she looks at me and goes, Lee, you done brilliant in French, you got a B. Technology, you got a C, you got an A star in business. Reeling off my results to me and I'm standing there like, why am I hearing this news secondhand? 
I haven't even opened the envelope, but I know all of my results. And Joseph in this moment is totally hearing the news secondhand. Now, catch us, Mary had the visitation from the angel, but Joseph didn't until a time later. So Mary's come back to Joseph and said, Joseph, an angel spoke to me. He's going, yes, this is awesome. Come on. Then she says, an angel, Gabriel says, I'm pregnant and I'm giving birth to a son. And he goes from the, yeah, to the, what? Are you kidding? For real? Is this a joke? Am I getting filmed? As if there was cameras back then. No, Joseph, the angel spoke to me. And he's trying to process, right? The angel spoke to you. You're giving birth to Jesus, right? Okay, what does that mean? And then suddenly it dawns on Joseph. The excitement goes and the responsibility comes. And he realizes, Mary, what are people going to think? We're, we're not even married yet. There's only one way, Mary, you, you get pregnant, right? See where I'm going. He's freaking out. What will people think? What will the pastors at church think? What will the community leaders think? What's my boss going to think? Mary, what are our family going to think? It's in this moment where he feels like life is totally out of control. God's given a word, but his life feels like it's out of control. And Joseph, in this moment, he, he does the honorable thing in his mind, which was to break off the engagement privately so as not to disgrace Mary. And then the, the word comes to Joseph in a dream in Matthew 1.20. Dream to Joseph. And suddenly Joseph has that revelation moment. But he wakes up the next day and, and life's the same, isn't it? He's not suddenly got angel wings and he can fly through and soar through it all. The reality still is, all right, what are my family going to think? What's my work going to think? What are the pastors going to think? All this stuff raging through his mind. And what we pick up from the Joseph narrative is this. It's that even though you might not have it all in control, most of the time you won't, Joseph then makes a decision after that to trust the God word. See, Mary's role was carrying the God word. Joseph's role was trusting the God word. And God's got a word for you today. And what I want to speak over you right now, church, is Psalm 125 verse 1 says, For those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. Joseph had more questions than answers. But his response isn't like Jonah to run away completely from the Word of God. It's simply to trust the Word from God. And today you need a word for what's going on in your life. Life is up, life is down. Life is truly like a roller coaster, I once heard it said. And for us in the midst of that, as followers of Jesus in 2021, we need a God word. As Andrew and I at the start of the year prayed and felt the God word for us this year was overflow. So I took a photo of it, set it on my wallpaper of my phone. So that every moment that's been challenging this year, we've been prophesying overflow. Have there been moments of overflow? You betcha. Have there been testing moments? You betcha. Are we still believing for overflow in some areas in the life of church and in our personal lives? Absolutely. But what the God word does is the God word causes me to lean on something that's not myself. Bible says, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In other words, lean on God. So when the chaos comes, when life is confusing and we feel the weight of the responsibility for the God word, we've got a God word to trust. Because if we don't have a God word to lean back on, 
life will spin out of control. But in the midst of sowing seeds in faith, in the midst of starting that business that you're not sure will take off, in the midst of speaking out in faith to your family members that they might get saved, in the midst of all of that, when you've got a God word, you've got something and someone to rely on and to lean on. And for us, the overflow word, overflow doesn't lack. It's not empty. It's not missing. It's not in want or in need. Overflow is overflowing. So when we see barren times in our world, we can trust that God will bring an overflow because he spoke it to us in his word and you don't need today church a visitation from an angel some of you are waiting for that you're waiting for God to send an angel oh but angel Gabriel he must be pretty bored in heaven maybe God will send him to me what else is he doing really God's given you his word his complete word his full word his alive and active word the word that cuts through joint and marrow that judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart we're all trying to head over there to get something else but God's given us his word. We're trying to come over here to get a sign, a picture, a sign in the sky. And God has said, come to my word. And what God says in his word won't contradict the words that you get right now. Some people get a word for God in their spirit. And then it's contrary to what the Bible says. And they lean on that thing. Hey, if God's spoken to you, it won't contradict his word. Just a, a note, real practical note there for whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through. What is the God word for you? What is that word you're banking on to get you through the season? Now there's four weeks left of the year. You don't always need a word for the year. You always need a word for the month. Sometimes you just need a word for the week, for the week ahead, for what's coming up, for that challenge, that struggle. And right now, we're gonna create a moment where you're going to get a word. And you're not just going to let the word become head knowledge. You're going to apply it, let it become heart knowledge. And then you're going to carry it and you're going to trust it. And watch what God will do if he can trust you. Watch what God will do if you'll only be faithful and carry the word from God. Watch what God will do if you'll trust him with the word that he's spoken. Come on, right across this place when you jump to your feet just now. God's job is giving the word. Mary's job was carrying the word. And Joseph's job was trusting the word. Getting the word to you is still God's job. But today, carrying the word is your job. And trusting the word is also your job. So right now, church, we're gonna create a moment of encounter just like we did in the first service. And we're gonna ask God for a word in season. For whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, we're believing today that God will speak a word that will give direction, will bring confidence, will bring encouragement, will bring security, and will take you through the season, not limping through on the back foot, but running through strong on the front foot. We're also gonna do another thing today. Maybe you've got a word. You don't need another word. You've got that word. You're thinking about it. It's on the tablet of your heart. You know exactly what it is, what God has spoken to you for right now. Then what we're gonna challenge you to do is to come forward to the altar. And it's gonna be a sign of stepping forward and carrying the word of God. A sign of stepping forward and trusting the word of God. 
Because if all the Word of God does is sit up here in your mind and you don't put legs on it, you don't put it into action, let me tell you, you'll look back on your life and be regretful that you didn't act in obedience. But if you act in obedience, yes, it's tough. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's sacrificial. Yes, it requires something. But watch what God will do. He's God, the God of the universe. He was a cow on a thousand hills. He flung the stars into space. And if He could do all that, then whatever you're considering, whatever He's challenging you on, He can do that too. Oh, come on, He can heal the sick. He can raise the dead. He can open up the eyes of the blind. He can provide opportunity and clients in your world where you didn't think they existed. He can open up the resources and the manna from heaven. But only if you'll trust Him. Only if you'll be like Mary and carry the God Word. And be like Joseph and trust the God Word. Thank you for listening to this audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online, every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.